Hello and welcome to FODs. In this episode, we'll be going through the upcoming Premier League games with our predictions and thoughts on the game. And today I'm joined by Dom. Hello. Do you want to start cracking on? Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to this round of Premier League fixtures. After a long absence, it'll be great to see some Premier League action. First, we have Aston Villa and Sheffield United on the 17th. I think it'll be a really good game. Sheffield have a very strong record against teams in the bottom three, winning three and drawing one. Villa have a relatively weak record against European challenges, losing four and drawing one. I think it'll be a really tight game. Villa come into this on a five-game losing streak. We're difficult to base these predictions on pre-coronavirus results. A lot has changed, I feel, and I think we'll see that, see that reflected in the form of the teams. Yeah, especially how both teams are fighting for something. Villa obviously fighting against relegation and uh, Sheffield United fighting to get into the top six. So I think they're both going to be going for it. Exactly. But ultimately, I do see a low-scoring affair. Villa, Villa have conceded the most goals this season. Sheffield have conceded the second-least goals this season. I'm expecting a tough and gritty return from lockdown. If you had to push me, I'd say if Sheffield United win. But I think a Villa win is very much on the cards. They'll be very motivated to win this game. And they have John McGinn back. Yeah, I can definitely see it being a really tight game. Especially after coronavirus, you don't know what's going to happen, especially with Bundesliga, like Schal- the likes of Schalke. It just fell off the face of the earth. Exactly. And I think Villa's survival in the Premier League rests on two things. The form of Jack Grealish and whether Dean Smith has used this gap effectively and found a system that's right for the team. Whilst they've looked good this season with three at the back, they're leaking too many goals and they've thrown away too many points. And it remains to be seen whether they remedy that. So I'm going to go for a game with under 2.5 goals. But if you had to push me, I'd probably say 1-0 Sheffield United. But I think that a win for Villa is very realistic. It could help them out a lot. Yeah, I'll be for a 1-0 Sheffield United as well. I can't see there being many goals in the game. So under 2.5 goals is probably a good bet. Manchester City versus Arsenal on the 17th. We may see a different Arsenal after the break as Arteta will have had a lot more time and he seems to have a control on the team that Emery didn't. But I struggle to see past Manchester City's quality, and break will equally have helped Pep. I expect to see an open and interesting game, and I think it's going to be a high-storing affair with over 3.5 goals in both teams to score. For coronavirus terms, I can see it being a really high-paced game. After Arsenal's heartbreaking defeat against Olympiacos, I'm sure that would have disheartened the players a lot. But Mikel Arteta seems to be doing the best he can with the players that he's got. And I think think they will be better than they were before previously. But I can't see them beating Manchester City. Exactly. If you had to push me me for a a result, I'd say 3-2 to Manchester City. I'd probably go for a 2-1 Man City or... 3-1 3-1 Man City. I can, I can see Arsenal scoring if uh, Man City aren't well organised at the back, like we've recently seen. But And you can see a discussion about some of Manchester City's fra- uh, defensive frailties in our England squad podcast. <laughs> Shameless plug. It's <laughs> my our pod. We'll plug what we want. We'll now move on to looking at the first game of Match Day 30, which will be held on Friday at 6pm, which is Norwich against Southampton. What are your thoughts on this game? I think it has the potential to be either a very interesting match or a drab affair, because Hassan Hootel seemed to steady the ship at Southampton, especially looking back to the 9-0 
the 9-0 loss. I remember watching it myself and I was thinking if I was him, I'd just go. I would have just left it offside. <laughs> uh, I was just like, you know what? I think I think I'll be all right. But he's done amazing <laughs> well since then. He's steered them cl- steered them well clear of relegation. Although I think they will come up against the Norwich side, still desperate to avoid what looks like certain relegation. Whilst Southampton have a respectable record against relegation threatened teams, I think Norwich will be well up for this one, and I think we'll see a Norwich win. Yeah, with Norwich fighting. Basically, every game is a must-win game for them. And I feel like the lack of home advantage at the moment, they may struggle a bit more. But I think they will be up for it. And I'll probably go for a one-all draw on this game. We now move on to probably one of the biggest games of match day 30, being Tottenham versus Manchester United. Manchester United have been unbeaten in the last five games, picking up before coronavirus, picking up three wins, scoring eight and only conceding one, with Liverpool the only team picking up more points in the same time period. However, the break might have stopped the momentum, but we'll have to see. I think this will also be quite a decent game, as I'm still thoroughly perplexed by Jose Spurs. And whilst they have got the quality to beat sides like a 2-0 beating of Man City, I don't know what to expect. I will expect a good United performance, as they've had a purportedly decent break as Solskjaer has appeared many times on Sky Zoom calls on YouTube, talking very <laughs> optimistically about his team's chances and the summer transfer window. But I struggle to see whether Jose has found a sustainable system during the break. But fans will look at six matches without a win in all competitions. I would expect, I would expect United to pile on the misery. So I'm going to go, to, go for 3-1 United in this game. Yeah, they, they seem to have the opposite records at the moment with United being unbeaten and them not being able to win. I'll probably go for a 2-1 win United this game. Next, we have Watford and Leicester on the 20th at lunchtime kickoff on Saturday. But I think we'll see a good clash on Saturday lunchtime. Uh, Leicester have four wins against teams placed 18th to 16th. And Watford have three losses from European challenges, although they have beaten Liverpool. I expect Brendan Rodgers to have utilised the break and, and expect a strong return from Leicester. But Watford are a different side on Nigel Pearson and will look to secure their place in the Premier League. But ultimately, I think it'll be quite a juicy clash with over 2.5 goals and James Madison to score. What do you think, Nath? With Leicester's pre-coronavirus form, uh, they weren't looking too good, but I feel like... What you said with this break, I feel like Brendan Rodgers will be able to regroup and get his players sorted out. With Saar as well for Watford, I feel like he's a very good player and I'll go for a 3-1 win, Leicester. We now move on to the second game of Saturday, which will be held at 3pm, Brighton versus Arsenal. Brighton have had six draws of the last 10 games. With the draws against big teams like Wolves, Sheffield United and Chelsea, it's a, still a bit confusing when they draw against teams like Watford and Aston Villa. Their form seems to be pretty inconsistent before coronavirus, but Graham Potter might be able to reorganise his team and having more consistent results. I'd put the season down to inconsistent, but inconsistency is better than relegation threatened. He's managed to, he's done yeah. quite, a, quite a good job to steer them clear relegation battle if they're not careful they will get sucked into it but they've done well so far and they have got a very respectable record against middling sides which which is where Arsenal are right now winning two drawing one and losing one so I expect to see 
quite a gritty clash. I think it'll be very difficult for Arsenal, regardless of the City result. And I reckon Arsenal will come out on top, but I would expect both teams to score as well. Yeah, the last time these teams met, Brighton won 2-1. One of the goals was from a poor defensive cover. They just weren't covering the man in the box. And the other one was a great header, to be fair. It was pretty unstoppable. I would say both teams to score as well is a very good bet. And I'll probably go for 2-1 Arsenal this game. Next, we have West Ham versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Wolves' iffy record against relegation-threatened teams may prove to be their downfall in this game. But David Moyes' West Ham still have, have yet to prove themselves. And I think it will be quite a tense, very low-scoring clash. So that's why I'm going to, going to go for under 2.5 goals in this game. Yeah, with Wolves still in contention for a top-six spot, I'm sure Nuno will have no worries motivating his team to come out with a bang. The energy and hard work which Wolves had have in the team is really significant, and it, I think it could really show. But it all depends how they come back after this coronavirus. Exactly, yeah. And to be honest, David Moyes still has a lot to do. I mean, a bad run will see them sink down in there. And for me, I think the relegation battle is competitive as ever. But I'm not even sure Norwich will go down. Whilst they look certain to, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility them putting a good run together and seeing a revival. If any team goes on a bad run, in and around the relegation places, I think they could definitely get sucked in. And I think it's still still hugely competitive and nothing's predetermined yet. Yeah, it's it's easy to have a bad run. For this game, though, I can see both teams scoring as West Ham score first in four of their last 10 games. And taking that into account, they've played Liverpool twice and Man City once. I'd say that it's a pretty good stat, but I guess it all depends how motivated they are and ready to come back. Next, we have Bournemouth and Crystal Palace. Bournemouth have an awful record against middling teams and are still vying to avoid relegation. Palace have a very good record against relegation-threatened teams, but it will be an interesting clash as Bournemouth are still seeking to escape. They've looked awful at times this season, but I still think there's a lot left in them. But not in this game. I think it'll be a 1-0 win to Crystal Palace. Yeah, with Bournemouth still in the relegation zone, they still have the opportunity to get out. I still don't think they're a good enough side to be able to push out of that relegation zone, considering the fixtures they've got and the quality of players. The last time these teams met, um, Sacco was sent off in the 19th minute and Crystal Palace still managed to get the win. But for this game, I'll probably go for a one-all draw. Fair enough. Next up, we have Newcastle and Sheffield United. Newcastle are currently looking to confirm their place in the Premier League, although it seems pretty likely. They're very close to the magical 40-point 40 uh, 40 mark, even though, as statistically speaking, that's not really accurate. Usually, it's around about 38 if you want to be guaranteed. But yeah, 40 just 100% safe. But that's like colloquially, that's accepted as the relegation safe point. Although Bolton were once relegated with 42 points, but that's a different issue. Sheffield are still continuing their push for Europe, but I think we'll see a straightforward win for Sheffield United. Sheffield United to win with under 2.5 goals. It's clear to see that Sheffield United are a top-performing team at the moment. Sheffield United, before the break, Sheffield United, last loss that wasn't against Man City or Liverpool was on the 5th of December last year, which was against Newcastle, funnily enough. Oh. Will they... 
Yeah, will they be able to do it again? I really don't think so. But no, I, I don't think so either. Yeah, with Sheffield United looking for a top six spot, I'm sure they'll be up for it, especially with the warm-up game. Well, it's not really a warm-up game, it's an actual game, but it gives them more uh, preparation in coming into this game. I feel like they'll come away with a 2-0 win. Although, I reckon that it might be... I don't think that a Newcastle win is beyond the realms possible. So obviously, home advantage is negated somewhat. But equally, Steve Bruce will be looking to prove himself to the new owners. Because if I was the new owners, and no offence to Steve Bruce, I wouldn't really be keeping Steve Bruce. <laughs> With all due respect to Steve Bruce, if I wanted to launch an initiative into challenging for Europe, I, I don't think I'd have Steve Bruce at the helm, with all due respect, because I think Pochettino would offer a better option, but that's another, that's another story for another day. Yeah, when you have that kind of money, you, you don't want to be faffing about with not top-class <laughs> managers. With <laughs> all due respect, of course. Yeah. I mean, he's, he'll, he's a better manager than I will ever be, so... Moving on, we have Aston Villa versus Chelsea on Sunday. Chelsea are in a prime position for a Champions League place and will want to continue the fight for that place. Also, Villa do have a notably bad record against top four. And every time I see Villa versus Chelsea, I always cast my mind back to the 8-0 battering. But what I never liked about that game was that in the last, like, in the last minute, like last five minutes or something, they were just winning 8-0. Threw on Lucas Piazon when he was like a young, when he was, you know, young and exciting. He's not now. And he missed a penalty and I was like, why wouldn't you actually put someone decent on that penalty? Because then you'd break the record. No one was thinking yeah, it about a strange that. choice. No one seemed to be thinking about a record Premier League win. And Chelsea could have got it before Leicester. Madness. What were they thinking? The last time Aston Villa won was on the 1st of January against Burnley. Chelsea have won the last five clashes with Villa with the most recent finishing 2-1. Villa have managed to score in their last 10 games but that might change after the break. While Chelsea have only kept one, sh- one clean sheet before the break, which might suggest that both teams to score bet is a good bet. I'm going to go for a Chelsea win. Yeah, I'd go for a Chelsea win. I'd say 3-1. Next, we have the Merseyside derby in Everton versus Liverpool. It was recently announced, but it is actually going to be played at Goodison Park. Was it not? Uh, they were talking about moving it to a neutral ground, but they're not now. Oh, okay. As with every Merseyside derby, it'll be quite competitive. And I think that Carnival and Charlotte's Everton will be will be a different side. I think we'll see I think we'll see closer to Carlo and Charlotte's vision for Everton now. And I think it'll be very interesting to see that. But ultimately, Liverpool seem really up for it. Like Jorgen Klopp's recent media appearances has been very optimistic for Liverpool fans, I imagine. I mean but disheartening for us United fans. So I imagine it's been very optimistic for Liverpool fans. So ultimately, I would say Liverpool win, but I think both teams to score as Everton will be looking to hit back. Yeah, I feel like Everton will come come back out of this with a more positive look and more positive football. But the last time Everton beat Liverpool in all competitions was nearly 10 years ago. And that goes to show something, doesn't it? Everton could still have a good go at it as it's a fresh start. However, Liverpool side have extremely high calibre of players and I can't see many ways Everton could beat Liverpool. We now move on to the last game of match day 30, which is on, held on Monday at 8pm. 
which is Man City versus Burnley. I think there's not much that we can be can be really said about this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite looking forward to the first Monday night football of the season. Hopefully they'll have Sven Goran Eriksson back and he can repeat the same point Jamie Carragher made. <laughs> he can spend the entire time talking about his failed England career and <laughs> and repeating what Jamie Carragher said. Yeah, looking forward to it. Probably go for three now. Yeah, I'd probably str- go for three now. I'd struggle to see anything but a resounding City win where you know, Sean Dyche complains at length about diving afterwards. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fords. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you, Don, for joining me. Thank you. Um, we'll be back sometime next week with more Premier League predictions. Make sure to follow us on Spotify, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Instagram. Bye.